day and welcome to the Aussie Pastor Live right here on Faith FM. G'day, my name is Lloyd Grolleman, I'm the Aussie Pastor. Welcome to our program today, Hunty, welcome. Thanks, mate, it's good to be here. Welcome, listeners. A big welcome to all our listeners all over Australia, but especially those in Forbes who, unfortunately, and I know Mm. some of you are listening out there, you're going under. Yep. In a big flood, in a big way, they're saying it'll be the biggest flood since the 50s, and we feel your pain, we sense your pain, we know your pain, because we've had our share of floods this year too. But did you know, Andrew, that they are going under for the second time in one week. Oh, dear. I mean, that's devastating. Yep. And that whole area of um, central New South Wales is having... We went through there, what, a few months ago coming back from... Not Forbes, but out that area. Mm, We were out west. Cutting back uh, from Western Australia. Mm. And um, what was amazing was how green it was. It looked like New Zealand. And yes. I think the reason it looks I like was, I was telling Lloyd, I was saying, mate, the Nullarbor, it's dry, sandy. Yeah, you were. Red sand, there's not a green thing to be seen. <laughs> and it's actually... <laughs> we what? drove through a lush carpet of green the whole time. <laughs> well, it was actually, the Nullarbor was pretty dry still, but it wasn't like... You said it was devoid of life, didn't you? And Correct. There were, it had life out there, but, but of course this is not... Forbes is not the Nullarbor. No. And, it's been very Western green. Western Plains, though. Yeah, it's been very green out there for a while now in this rain. And, and this dam, you've seen it yet, Hunty? It is just going off. Yeah, in fact, you know what, um, listeners? I actually posted a clip of this dam. Is it Wyangala? Yeah. It's losing about a quarter of a billion litres of water a day. It, it's To look at the video is scary. So I posted it on the Aussie Pastor Facebook page for those of you who are in front of a computer and would like to see how scary this wall of water is that's leaking over the top right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just go to to the Aussie Pastor Facebook page and right on top there you'll see a post I put up with the the water just teeming over and causing just mass flood devastation in the area. Billions and gallons, billions and billions of gallons. Do you know Sydney Harbour is about 500 gigalitres? That's the size of it from, you know, from many heads through the Parramatta. And the Wyangala Dam is losing about 250 megalitres a day. So it's possibly, over the course of the flooding, lost the entire volume of Sydney Harbour. Yeah. Whenever people talk about Sydney Harbour, it doesn't seem to impress me because I never think it's that big. Oh, well, it takes you 15 minutes in a ferry to go from Manly just to Circular Cay. So Cape. it is big, big, huh? And it's deep. It is deep, is it? In front of the Opera House, it's about 20 or 30 metres deep, but out in the middle, it's even deeper. Okay. Well, I know, because I've tried to anchor the New Year's Eve. We're on, <laughs> you lose a lot of rope. <laughs> we're on radio, and if you know different to what Hunty's telling us, we'd yeah, love to hear this. 04-88-880-851. <laughs> this day in history, 15th of November. Well, it's the 319th day of the year, man. The year is just flying. Christmas soon, Hunty. Mm. In fact, Lizzie put the Christmas tree up the other day. I put my lights up the other day, too. Yeah. Until Liska in my life, I never used to put lights up. That's a Liska thing. Yeah. Uh, what happened on this day in 1492? On the 15th of November 1492, Christopher Columbus makes the first recorded mention of tobacco. Ooh. And hasn't that been a curse on the planet? Mm. 1532, Spanish conquered the Inca Empire in South America. In 1837, Isaac Pittman introduced his shorthand system. Can you do shorthand, Hunty? 
Do you know anything about shorthand? I know it really well, but I can't do it very well. My mum was a legend at shorthand. So how do you mean you know it? Well, you she, can't taught, do she taught it. me. So what? But when I was a kid, I could do it. But you can't do it now. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. It's it's a, if you don't know what shorthand is, because I think it might be a lost art. It's this idea that um, secretaries can listen to the boss talking at a million mile an hour and take notes in shorthand and then later put them into longhand. So that, that happened in 1837. In 1899, I found this very interesting, Morning Post reporter Winston Churchill, you would have heard of him sometime yep. in the past, he's captured by the Boas in Natal. Do you know who the Boas are? Nope. You know where Natal is? No. Yes, you do. South Africa. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> You've been there many times. Yeah. I was actually thinking about how fast my mum could type. She could oh. type as fast as I could speak. No, we've moved on from no, there, No, I'm mate. going back. <laughs> Give me the handbrake for a moment. <laughs> so when Winston's captured, um, he was on a train, and it was a armoured train, and the Boers, who were in an insurrection against the British over there in South Africa, captured this train, and they captured Winston Churchill, and they put him in a POW camp. He wasn't there long. He escaped, went across the wilds of Africa, and I mean, this is when the lions and all that were still out, and got back to freedom, became a sensation in England, in Britain, and that was the beginning of Winston Churchill's career, and it started with being captured as a war correspondent in 1899 by the Boers. Um, hmm. Here's one for you, Hunty. In 1926, NBC Radio opened with 24 stations. Did you know that? NBC. Huh? NBC, that's America. National Broadcasting... Corporation. Corporation. Company, yeah. Company, America. Big, big company to this day. Of course, they're into television and radio nowadays. 1939, very sad day. The Nazis began the mass murder of Jews in Warsaw, and that really was the beginning in the wholesale slaughter of the Jews in the Holocaust where six million men, women, and children lost their lives. And I've had the the privilege, and it was a privilege, but it was also a very sobering privilege of going to some of the death camps in Germany. I remember one particular one, Dachau. Have you been there, Hunt? Mm. Have you been to any of the others? Have you been mm. to the no, one in Auschwitz and Poland? Poland, yeah. Um, there are a few of them around that are still kept kind of like national parks where you can go to and mm. you can be sobered by what the Nazis did to the Jews. It was a terrible, it was a horrendous crime, not just against the Jews but against, against humanity. Mm. And one, the Jewish nation may never completely recover from. There are very few Jews around who haven't had someone they know or they're related to perish in the Holocaust. Mm. Just a terrible, terrible time in the history of the world. And then in 2013, our last What Happened on This Day, this is one for you, Sony, Hunty, Sony, launched, PlayStation, what number? Oh, one. No. Three. Four. Oh, four. <laughs> You know how many... Uh, of course, it can't be one because my kids had a PlayStation 1 right. in, in about, yes, late 90s. I had PlayStation 4. I had Bathurst on it. Um, I've got the latest PlayStation, could, whatever that is. <laughs> no, I don't. I do. I, I, um, I could go from the back of the grid to the front of the grid on Bathurst in a Ford, of course, in one lap. <laughs> that was in um. Did you, to, did you have to ride the wall? No, no, I can get through. <laughs> Get through. I could get through. Yeah, no, I, I've driving skills, mate, that you could only dream of. <laughs> um, um, how many units do you reckon they sold on that first day worldwide? I have no idea. One million. Wow. 
One minute. I think they're about three hundred and ninety nine dollars. Very, something very popular gaming. Yeah, nice. probably. Yeah. I, I'm not into gaming. The only game I ever bought was this PlayStation Three. Yep. Bought it for my kids. They never used it much, so I went and got the Bathurst game, and I just loved it. It was actually fairly real, <laughs> and the graphics weren't bad. And of course, I never ever once in that game drove a Holden. I drove Ford the whole way. Of course, never once played that game a hundred times, thousand times probably. You know, my screensaver on my computer is a uh, red, white, and blue. XC Falcon, nineteen seventy seven. I'm not really Wonderful convinced win. on your veracity as a Ford driver. Uh, you've been. Have you had more? Have you owned? Here's a good question for you, Andrew Hunt. Yes. Have you owned more Fords or more Holdens? More Holdens. Ah, well. But possibly my favourite car was my three five one XD Falcon. It all begins to unravel, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I knew you were a closet holder well, supporter. Look, I drove a Jeep for, for a long time because Ford doesn't well, make a convertible you're, you're four-wheel drive. Still driving a Jeep, bro. Well, Ford doesn't make a half-decent towing car. I'm not a fan of Jeeps, but I'm a fan of your Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I mean, the Ford Ranger's a ripper towing car now, but when I bought my Jeep, Ford didn't have a very a very good option for towing three and a half tons. Mm. Mm. I've never had much to do with Ford since I sold my XR8s. I love them, though. I've been a Ford <laughs> fan for a long, long time. Um, anyway, that was this day in history. Pretty quiet day, actually, Hunty. We're glad you're here. We are. Again, welcome to the program, and I hope you get a beautiful little snapshot into Jesus today. What have we got coming up, Hunty? Well, we've got Do you want a me to very interesting video clip yep. and a testimony. And uh, we're going to talk about... It really, it's a guy who... Came from a gang through to Christ. It's a great story. It's amazing. And then we're going to do a Bible study on how yep. that how that happened. And then we've got um, Hensley, Hensley Gungadoo. First yes. time we've had him on for a while. We're going to talk about the seventh day Sabbath. Don't turn off this one. No, it's a I'm going to ask him some hard questions. I'm going to ask him some practical questions. Too often, sometimes when we Adventists talk about the Sabbath, we get a bit theological. Right. We're going to stay simple today. Good. And then Harold Harker is going to talk to us. Going to tell us a story. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. You know why? He's on a train right now. And we're not sure if his mobile phone would, would hold out, so we canned him about having, an hour or two ago. Have you noticed both you and me, but probably me more than you, are having senior moments? I, I am too, but I'm happy to blame you 100% for that. I, I could talk about a senior moment you had this morning, if you like, about the trailer. And, can I tell that story or should we move on? We should move on, handbrake. <laughs> All right, Hunty, would you like to pray to open our program? Yes. Thank you, brother. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come again before you this afternoon, present ourselves, sinners that we are, and asking for your forgiveness, Lord. But most of all, I ask that you will bless our listeners with whatever their hearts desire, Lord, especially give them peace. And um, as Pastor Lloyd discusses the Sabbath in the Bible study, I pray, Lord, that you will allow our listeners to hear these amazing truths and bless them abundantly, I pray, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. I chose this first song, which is called Ever Faithful from the Collingsworth Singers, a family of singers. Actually, they're all family. Um, I'm thinking two brothers, no, two sisters, a brother, a mother and father, and then the brother got married, so his wife is in the group as well. They're one of the biggest groups in North America. This is a beautiful song, Ever Faithful. You know why I cho- chose a hunting? No, why is that? Because a lot of our friends and... Uh, my friends, at least two very good friends of mine and supporters of our ministry out there in Forbes are going under. Yeah. 
And when you go under and you face these sorts of struggles and battles, you can sometimes wonder, is God out there? Is he faithful? Is he even seeing what's going on? Well, I want to promise you and I want to assure you he is today. And this song talks to that very fact, fact that God is ever faithful. God is God is ever faithful through the flood. 
and he will be with you. It may seem like he's far away, but he will support you as you go through it. I know this because he did it for me. And as you clean up and as you recover, God will be there. But we are living in a tough world. And Australia has been a tough place the last few months, last six, eight months, really. And uh, mm. for a country that's used to drought, th- this is something. In fact, um, some facts from this flood, Hunty. Yep. There's a place called Ugara out there. Never been there. Little place of 700 people. 14 pets, including dogs, cats, and a turtle, were rescued in a life flight chopper. But this is what really shocked me. This is a little town of about 700 people. It seems that more than one in five residents has been rescued in this flood by helicopter or boat. One in five. So that shows you what a big flood this is, what an emergency is. It is, and how many people's lives are at risk. Um, do you know how many megalitres a day is being let out at the moment? I do. How many? That quarter of a million? 250. Yeah. 230. 230,000 230, yeah. megalitres. And I don't know how much that is. That, well, well, I do, because Sydney Harbour's 500 gigalitres. That doesn't still doesn't help me. Oh. How many megalitres in a gigalitre, or am I going into... No, a megalitre is uh, a million, and a giga is... Um, is a billion billion? Oh, better Google that. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, listeners. Uh, you notice I'm just I'm sitting. Googling. I'm just sitting there laughing. <laughs> in the last 24 hours, um, out there in the central west, there's been 900 requests for assistance and 222 flood rescues. Residents in low-lying parts of Cowra have been told to evacuate, including those in a caravan park. And the town of Cowra, there's a lot of rain, has received 121 millimetres of rain over the weekend, the highest daily rainfall for the town in 118 years. Mm. Got an answer. A gigalitre is a billion. That's a thousand million litres. So how much is being released? If I say... So 250... Megalitres is 250 million litres. 230,000 megalitres a day. Yeah, well, four of those, four of that equals a gigalitre. Yeah, I, I think that's hurting the head a little bit. It is. We're still trying to get a... It's one with nine zeros on the end. It'd still be nice to know, wouldn't it, how much water that actually is. Say, how much is in Sydney Harbour? Is that a, a quarter of Sydney Harbour every day? Whatever. If you, As you said, Hunty, if you go onto the Facebook page, you posted a picture of that dam. I've mm. never seen anything like it. Mm. You don't want to get caught in that water. It'd be instant death. It's 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 mm. like a this huge tsunami, isn't it? And it's just thundering down into the central west. And there's a lot of people out there getting hurt. And as I said at the beginning of the program, our prayers are with you. We uh, are mm. thinking of you. We are praying for you, Hunty. We're mm. praying for them, aren't we? Mm. Mm. And we pray that you'll get through it with as little damage with stuff intact as much as possible. So a standard Olympic-sized swimming pool contains about two and a half million litres of water. And... Is this going to make it clearer, or shall we move on to the crypto story? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go from mud to mud. (laughs) Uh, Was it going to make it clearer? Well, it was, because two and and a half million litres in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, and there's 250 million... So over the top of mil- How many swimming pools then is that? A thousand. A thousand swimming pools. Yeah, going over the top each day. It does seem like a lot of water. Mm. Yeah. What about this cryptocurrency? I, this cryptocurrency confuses me. 
Well, what it started but, out was was a very simple thing. People were upset that governments were changing the price of the dollar as on their whim. They want to increase trade or decrease trade or put the house up or down. They would just change the value of their dollar. Australia which, was doing which it. they can do. US was doing it. And so, a lot of people Although were they, sick to do it. They're not really supposed to do it because you look at the Australian dollar. It can, it, it, the government can't really... They can manipulate it, but they can't change it. So they can plunge money into it or take money out of the dollar, which forces it to go up and down on the Stock market. Exchange. On mm. the market. Mm, mm, but mm. I don't think they can actually say, oh, the dollar's worth this much. Right. Well, my understanding is the governments can do what they like with the value of the dollar. No. Right, there you go. But anyway, but people I'd love our listeners to let us know on that one, Hunty. People were, being, were quite upset that governments were manipulating the value of their currency. That's right. And so cryptocurrency was invented because it's not tied to gold, it's not tied to oil or whatever you tie actual currency to, and it was supposed to be not manipulatable by wealthy, powerful people or governments. And it is. Doesn't seem to be that manipulative. Uh, that he doesn't seem then to be able to answer be me this. Yes. Why this week did an entire crypto company, one of the biggest, go under? And, well, and, and and it seems not the fault of the actual currency they were trading. The fact they were they were using the money to prop up another company that they owned. Yeah. And which is illegal. Correct. But because cryptocurrencies new, there's not as many rules on it as there are on everything else that we trade and actual dollars and cents. Well, this is this company's called FTX. It's one of the mm. world's largest crypto exchanges. Well, they were propping up Alameda Research. And it's gone under. Mm. And Bitcoin currency price is currently $24,264.98, down 72.7%. Yeah, it's down 25% in the last few days. Well, it's down 72 0.76% for this year. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is a lot, isn't it? And that's because people are nervous about the currency because it's invisible. Yeah, it's not really backed up with much either, is it? Nothing. It's not backed up with any gold at all. Well, nor is our dollar anymore. No, but it was supposed to be backed with gold. Not for a long time. True. Not mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I think it just goes to show that you've got to be careful on this earth when you're looking to get financial stability because it's not really... Even if you had gold... There's not really a lot of financial stability out there. Mm. And it goes back to the fact that really the only one you can rely on, the only thing you can rely on that will give you stability is Jesus Christ. In fact, I've often thought, you know, if I won a billion dollars, you'd spend a lot of time worrying about losing it, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? You really would. If you hadn't already spent it. <laughs> oh, I don't think you or I could spend a billion dollars, but you would. Be, that, that, I, I don't think wealth always brings you the peace and the security that you might hope it would. And I think there's yeah, a lot of people have lost a lot of money on crypto in the last twelve months um, after making a lot of money on it. Mm. Um, mm. Really worrying times. And then I come across this article, which I thought was right in step for me: how many small steps can lead to big improvements in your health. Do you know some of the steps that will help you? And I looked at it and I took great comfort because some of these things we're doing, Hunty. What's that? Steps to get good health. Yes. Number one, find a good doctor you connect with. That's a Now, good we clue. both have that. We have a good doc. We do. We, we actually have the same doctor and that's actually just by chance. It's possibly the best 
the best GP in the country, I reckon. Oh, well, that's why we go to him. That's it. <laughs> um, so the first one is, yeah, find a good doctor. I've been trying to encourage my wife to that. She goes to a medical centre where she gets it completely free. But I'm saying, I think at your age, sweetie, she won't like me saying this on radio, <laughs> it's better to have a doctor who knows you. It's like having a mechanic who knows your car, hunty. You mm. take it in and it's okay. Mm. What about step two, take steps to quit smoking or vaping? Mm, that's very important. I think that's a very good one. Step three, another good one. Cut back on alcohol. Mm. Um, alcohol never ceases to amaze me because in the Australian culture, we tend to think of alcohol as not a big deal because it's so ingrained in our culture. But not only does it make you drunk and make you dangerous on the road or walking down the footpath or in your behaviour to your wife or your husband or your, your peers or whatever, so it not only makes you drunk, it actually increases the chances of you getting cancer many times over. And if you go online hunting, you have a look at some of the cancers alcohol causes, cancer of the mouth, mouth yeah. cancer of the lips, cancer of the throat, yep. um, cancer of the voice box, just some... The cancer of the stomach is caused by alcohol. Just kills, a, kills brain cells as well. Apparently. Mm. Yeah. So that you and I have never really been drinkers. We can't be accused of losing brain cells through alcohol. Yeah, I was going to say, where have my brain cells gone? <laughs> so, so, so basically it's saying, look, if you want to be healthy, find a good doctor, quit smoking or vaping. We might talk about vaping, I reckon, in the next couple of weeks, aren't we? Yeah, I'd like we to talk about that. We haven't looked at that. Yep. Cut back on alcohol. What about this one? Cut out sugar. That's hard for me to do. I've got a sugar addiction. You reckon? Mm. Uh, I've never seen you eating. No, I don't eat lollies or donuts or whatever, but, boy, you put a block of chocolate in front of me and I can inhale it. Is that a sugar addiction or a chocolate addiction or a bit of both? I suppose chocolate's nothing without sugar. My wife can happily enjoy cheese on biscuits. She loves a savoury. She could she can pick out on a savoury and have a great time. Me, savouries are just fuel. If I'm going to enjoy food, it's got to be full of sugar. Okay. Milkshakes, chocolate. Well, that's a big one for you then. Oh, yeah. Eat more vegetables. I'm trying to do that at the moment. I'm having I'm having vegetable soup for lunch. How's that? Is that vegetable can soup? Or yeah, vegetable can soup. I'm lazy. Uh, you might want to check the salt and the sugar in that. Yeah, do. I've got these natural ones that I'm finding in coals that have that are completely free of things. You have to put them in the fridge. Yeah, mm. I'd encourage you to make it, and I know you know how to too. Look, I'm ahead of a meat pie, so that, that's where I'm gonna. <laughs> that's where I'm gonna congratulate myself, pat myself on the back. <laughs> you know how I do the veggies because you know both you and I have upped our veggie intake. We have. Um, I do them frozen. So I buy yes, frozen... same. At the moment, you can buy frozen winter vegetables. And they reckon they're actually healthier for you than buying them fresh because they're snap frozen. I throw them in the air fryer. Yeah, well, so, no, funny you say that, so do I. There's nothing wrong with that. No. It cooks them beautifully. It does. Yeah, as long as you don't overcook it. And I've done that a couple I of times. Mind, I don't mind making them crispy gritters. I've, <laughs> I've ended up with uh, veggie chips. Yes, so I don't mind that at all. Uh, mm. Yeah, I suppose that's okay, but... And then this last one, exercise. So this article is saying, look, really, mm. it's simple to get better health. And it's something that we all need to look at. Find a good doctor. Well, I think that's good advice. Quit smoking or vaping. That makes sense. Quit alcohol. Full stop. Quit the stuff. Quit it cold. You'll be better for it and you'll be healthier. 
quit alcohol, get rid of sugar. I don't think it's saying get rid of sugar altogether. The natural sugar is in fruits and veggies and that's fine. Just don't eat the processed foods that are mm. full of sugar. Our bread, full of sugar, hunty. Actually, the bread... Compared to the USA oh, bread, our bread's... About that. <laughs> our bread's light on sugar. Uh, there's a fair bit of sugar in our breads, unfortunately. Oh, I think it's just a different... Oh, dear. And then eat more veg- veggies. Yeah, that's good. Yep, and, and, and get out there and do some exercise and you will guarantee you are going to be of more health. So, get healthy, invest in God, don't rely on money, and unfortunately, expect more. Isn't this a sad thing to say? Expect more natural disasters like we're seeing out west because it is the end of time. And if you look up, you'll see Jesus coming real soon. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. I just put my phone on silent. Did you? <laughs> oh, I haven't looked at my I heard phone. It, I heard it go ting in the last piece. Is that my phone, is it? Or your computer. I don't know. I'll have a look in a minute. <laughs> it's all right. It's live radio. We're allowed to do that. That's it. Uh, Gaither. Yes, I know. This song, Hunty, we sing it in church fairly regularly. It's a ripper. It is a good one. Yep. Enjoy.
That's a pretty new song. Um, well, when I say new, it'd be 20 or 30 years old, but in the context of Christianity, it's pretty new. We started singing that, what, early in New Hope's life, didn't we? We've been singing that song seven or eight years mm, now. Mm, mm. It's a Gaither song, and it's a beautiful song in church too, and surprisingly easy to sing, talking about how we know that no matter what happens to us, Jesus is with us. Um, last week on this radio show, mm-hmm. we talked about a guy who went from Islam to Christ. Yep. Do you know that went off online, that program? Really? Mm. Thousands of people listened to it in the end. Um, nice. I think they're interested in how someone who was a Muslim could come to Jesus Christ. And it's a good story. And what I liked about that story is he's non con Demnitry was non-judgmental, mm-hmm. but it was a bit of a sad story because at the end of it, he died, and he died pretty young. But you know, Hunty's yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking. If, if, if you missed it, you can catch the podcast, or you can go to the Aussie Pastor Facebook page and catch the podcast. It's definitely worth a listen. How would they get to that? Uh, www.faithevent.com.au choose Aussie Pastor program and then it's the second last, well, t- today we like the well, top you'd have podcast. To choose, you'd have to choose podcast then choose Aussie Pastor. Mm. Is it mm. podcast? We'll look at that, eh? Uh, it's replays of the program, yep. Uh, yeah, I can choose yeah. right now, actually. But yeah, it's worth catch, uh, catch up and listen if you didn't catch it uh, last week. It's a good story. Well, this week we're going to look at a guy who went in, in, he's from the US actually, Detroit. I think it's Detroit. And he goes from a gang to Christ because over the next week, few weeks we're looking at people who, who come from certain areas to Christ and have good stories. Next week, I'm going to look with a, uh, at a girl hunter who comes from witchcraft to Christ. Wow. Well, this week, we're looking at a guy who comes from gangs to Christ. It's a good story. It's not a long story, mm, hunty. so mm, mm. I think I might get you to play it. Have a okay. listen and see what you think. Indeed. El Paso, Texas, 1991. It had been only a few weeks since Isaiah Blancas's father ran off with another woman, leaving his family behind. I love my dad a lot. And um, to me, he was... Um, it was like my everything, and so when he left, it, yeah, it, it broke me. Now, Isaiah was on the streets, kicked out by his mother, and left to find his way alone in the gang-riddled projects. Isaiah was only nine. It was terrifying. So I had a lot of anger in me. Um, I just didn't care no more. My heart turned cold. To survive, he slept wherever he could find shelter, ate out of garbage cans, and, for a while, avoided the gangs roaming the streets. One night, they caught him out alone, beat him with a bat, and dumped him off at a hospital, bruised and bloodied. That's when I made up in my mind, I'm going to be one of the most violent gang members El Paso has ever seen. At the age of 14, Isaiah joined the same gang that nearly killed him. He had embraced a lifestyle rooted in violence, fighting, robbery, substance abuse, and the acceptance that came with it. We were all like family. Even though there was treachery and, you know, even our own homeboys, our own friends would backstab us and stuff like that, we still considered each other family and we would die for each other. The next five years will be a blur of crime and violence as Isaiah became one of the gang's most vicious members, earning him the nickname, The Stabber. I became what, what, what I really yearned to be, which was a feared gang member, someone that was really respected. By 19, Having served time for stabbing six people from another gang, Isaiah felt he was trapped in a world in which he would never escape. You know, my hope was gone. I, I had already accepted that I was going to die in prison or, or die in the streets. Then, in 2001, 
He broke probation when he was arrested for breaking and entering. Right back in jail, it wasn't long before again, Isaiah started unleashing his anger. And I ended up um, doing the same stuff I was always doing. You know, beating people up, breaking people's ribs, you know, inciting fights, riots, a lot more horrible things than that. Things that earned him a year in solitary confinement, allowed one hour a day outside. He'd spend the other 23 hours in a cell. The once tender nine-year-old turned into a hardened, angry man, was alone again. I didn't care about myself. I died. So I didn't care about anyone. I was doing so much wrong, and if I died, then I died. Didn't matter. The only other time he could be out of his cell was to attend religious services every two weeks. Isaiah jumped on the chance to get out of his cell, even though he didn't care about what they had to say. I didn't believe in God, period. I said if there was a loving God, how could he let all this happen to me? What he found there was not what he expected. A female chaplain named Gina, who'd also been forged in the fires of gang life. She addressed him as Weto, a street term for someone with a light complexion. I remember Gina coming right up into my face like this close. She said, you're going to die for it. You believe in Weto? And she said, um, well, I'm going to die too, but for God's gang. You know, I, I left that day just thinking, Ali's different. A few weeks later, an inmate overdosed in his cell. As the guard started moving his body out, Gina showed up. She was hugging this guy, crying, praying for him. It, it really blew my mind, you know, because I'd never seen love like that. You know, genuine love for people like us. When Isaiah returned to solitary, his thoughts raced about the man he'd become. Thoughts that left him with one question. I was a, a horrible person, someone that didn't deserve grace. Someone that didn't deserve love after all the wrong I had done. And I said, could this God really use someone like me that's this broken? At the next service, Isaiah asked Gina the same question. And she said, yes, he will. He will use you for his glory. He came for people like you, for the worst of the worst. And so at that time, I, I, I opened my hands out and I said, you know, um, this God you're talking about loves me. And here I am. And I gave my life to God that day. Isaiah the Stabber was now Isaiah, a transformed, forgiven child of God. As he grew in his faith, Isaiah was also able to forgive his parents. Now, over two decades later, he's married, has four children, and runs a ministry that helps those trapped in a cycle of destruction, addiction, and violence Find a better life through faith in Jesus Christ. And I, and I want to let them know about how great my God is and that there is hope in Jesus Christ. You know, I, I can't imagine um, what it would be like to be out on the street at nine years old. It's a good story, that one. A really, really good story. Mm. What I want to do is I want to look at now what was it that actually changed him? What motivated him? How was he able to go? Because it's a pretty serious thing. I, I've never had much to do with gangs. Have you, Hunty? I've never been around where they are. I've never. No. Uh, I think you ran into trouble once filming in Sydney with a gang, didn't you? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. And they moved you on. You weren't too happy about that either. No, I was very unhappy about that. <laughs> uh, but, but in wisdom, you did move on, didn't you? 
I uh, walked a little bit, and then I and then thoughtfully, thankfully, I got wise and left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know whether gangs are a big deal in Australia. I think they are in certain places. Certain places, yeah. Certain but suburbs certainly, in Sydney. Certainly not not like the United States of America. And this guy's immersed in the gangs, and he got out. And the thing that got him out, the person who got him out, was Jesus Christ. Mm. I want to look at that in a moment, Hunty. But I want to and, and how that happened through a Bible story. But before we go there, I want to go to this beautiful song, Got to Get to Jesus. This is another one from the Collingsworth family. And, and I think this is a good song. This, this guy who got out of this gang, he could sing this song, Got to Get to Jesus. My physicians tried in vain Twelve long years of pain Is proof that there is nothing they can do But I just heard somebody say There's a healer on the way Somehow I have to press my way through I've gotta get to Jesus get to Jesus I know that he's the answer to
song. I love that. You know, I was thinking, we haven't given a plug for Ask the Aussie Pastor yet. Let me give it a quick plug. If you would like to send your questions in to Ask the Aussie Pastor, it's not too late. You can text them to us on 0488 or you can email them to us at our new email address, theaussiepastor at gmail.com. That number again is 0488 880851 and the email is the at gmail.com. Send us in your questions, we would love to hear from you. We've been getting some good questions. We have been. We've already got a few good ones for today too. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoy that, <laughs> I don't do. you? I like to see you sweat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, did we get our prizes out last week to our well, I think we had a... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that one more time. We're going to have another little competition. I enjoyed that. We have actioned them. Whether they've arrived or not yet, I don't know. But we certainly... Actioned them. Actioned them. on the way. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great book, that one. The Revelation of Jesus Christ uh, by Ranko Stavanovich. Did I say that name right? I hope so. It felt good. Um, well, Ranko's right. Yeah. Actually, for, the, for those listeners who are interested in that book, it is online free, Hunty. If really? you just look up, yep, The Revelation of Jesus Christ, The Revelation of Jesus Christ, Google it by Renko Stavanovich, you'll get the PDF, and it is unreal. Hey, you know what else I looked up while that song was playing? Yeah. I looked up the Faith FM website. Yep. So, any listeners, if you want to run back and hear last week's amazing testimony from um, Muslim Faith to Christianity. Nabil. Yes. Nabil. That's so it's faithfm.com.au. You forgot his name, didn't you? And right on the front page, <laughs> there's a button that says Programs and Podcasts. If you click on Programs and Podcasts, at the moment, Lloyd and I are on the second line, the Aussie Pastor Live. You click on that and scroll down just a little bit, and last week's program's right on top. What's it called? It's called Nabil Qureshi. Yeah, you got him. Mm. That's a good program, too. I enjoyed that, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed very much that testimony from that man in the United States of America mm. on how he left the gangs. Mm. Um, and he talked about how central Jesus was to him being able to leave those gangs. Now, I don't pretend for a moment. In fact, I'm pretty sure this, we probably don't even have one listener in a gang, hunty. But the principle of how he left the gangs is the same principle we all follow if we're going to leave where we're at to come to Jesus. And there's this fantastic story in the Bible, and it's found in Luke chapter 19. It's not a long story, just a short story, and I want to look at it briefly. It's a story of Zacchaeus, and the story of Zacchaeus is got just full of principles about what happens when you leave the world to come to Jesus. Like that man in the gang left his gang to come to the Lord. Interestingly, he's a pastor now, hunty. And he's going back now working with the gang. So got, got a good story that. You remember when we went to, you remember the story of, Jer- of Zacchaeus was, Hunty? Um, Jericho. Yeah, yeah. I remember we went there a few years ago. Well, we, we, we struggled our way across <laughs> the Jordanian border because we were in Jordan. We were yep. over there doing some stuff. I think we went to yep. a conference. Yep, we did. We went down to, what's that place that we went to? With oh, the Dead Sea? No, no, the big rocks. and Well, we went to the Dead Sea too. Mm. I didn't like it in the Dead Sea. Too salty. Uh, it was very salty. What's the name of the place amongst the rocks down there in Jordan that we went to? Do you remember? Big rocks. You go through this narrow tunnel. To get there. Oh, Petra. Petra. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing place Petra is. Yeah, it is. Petra meaning rock. Mm. We enjoyed it. So we were mm. over in Jordan, and then we had to get across the border. Um, we were a bit slow getting across the border. We found out going back the other way that if you gave them 
we, we found out that's a yuppie way to get across. It's a hundred dollars, what? A hundred dollars US, and you get a your own limousine van, and you go straight across. And they just they bypass the queues and all the poor people who are waiting to get their passports and documentation checked, and they wish you across. That's the only time I've ever felt like a rich man. When we I know, right? When we went back from Israel to that was Jordan, we were tired. We're at yep. the end of a long tour. We've been working hard. We didn't want to stand in line. And this guy comes up to us and I don't know. Was it a hundred? It's only thirty bucks each, I think. Well, yeah, something like that. Something it wasn't like a lot. That. And he said, yeah. "If you pay this," and I think he gave us a discount too. He did. I'll get you across in a limousine. We couldn't believe it. But we the did. alternative was terrible. There oh, was yeah. long queues out in the sun, and they weren't signposted. You could line in the wrong queue, line up in the wrong queue for five minutes, and get to the well, counter. When I, when I came across. Um, the other way, remember, I got caught with my knee because I got a knee right, replacement. Right. I sat there for an hour waiting for the Israelis. I couldn't to, believe it. They put you aside to wait here for a special scanner. And the same thing would have happened going back the other Do way. Do you know how many times I went to them and said, when are you going to scan my mate? He's still sitting there. <laughs> it was air conditioned. I was all right, I poked mate. him from my side. Funny thing is we went down the road and got hauled up again. Remember at a checkpoint, took us out, pulled all our bags out, they went right through. stripped our them. van almost, yeah. almost to the seat bolts. Had guns pointed at us. Yep. Uh, we, we, got, we were taken to a special little security army place. That was a warm welcome to Israel that time. Yeah, that's right. But Anyway, back to Jericho. We we came Mm. across the border from Jordan. We got to Jericho. Our driver was there. We met Harold, who's going to be on the show later on there. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's okay. He'll be on next week. That's the second time today. That's strike two. Do you reckon I can go three? Let's see. Don't remind me. Let's just see if I can yeah, go right. three. So we can introduce Harold for that time. <laughs> so I can help you with that. Yeah, back to back to Jericho. You remember they took us to a restaurant and we had a meal? Yeah, it was lovely. It was a big meal too. It wasn't it was beautiful. Good. That was the first decent feed we'd gotten for ages. Oh, I don't know about that. We're staying in a pretty good hotel over on the other side of that complex. Yeah, but I was being a cheapskate. I wasn't, I wasn't buying any food. You didn't have to buy food at the hotel, and you weren't. But uh, let me remind you, listeners, he was eating really well at that hotel. Remember, we were in that hotel, man, and we. Oh, that's we, right, I was dieting. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> I remember some of the meals you had. Mate, can I get on your diet? So, so listeners, we found this tree, the second world tree that Jackie's. See, that Jackie's was well, supposed well, to have climbed up. We're still talking about <laughs> your diet. It's oh, true. Look. <laughs> we it's true. We, we we came along this street and we stopped and there's this sycamore tree. And I reckon it's right here that this story happened. I have my questions on that. Same. You were getting really was it you who was getting really cranky with me as we were going around because every place we'd go to You bar humbugged the place. Yes, and you, you were said it, you said it probably wasn't even here anyway. I it, I was doing it when we were recording for television. Hunty was very said, unhappy. Look, have your miserable grinchy Christmas self off camera, but on camera, at least go along with it. Say, so, yes, this is possibly I, where Jackie has climbed up. I do it in good conscience. You I grinched. just couldn't do it. You grinched your way around the Middle all, East. All these claims over there, they've built churches on the top of them all. I just couldn't do it in good and honest conscience. Now, they say that this is where this story happened. Was it? I don't know. They're telling, they're, I don't reckon that tree looked 2,000 years old to me, auntie. Yeah. Didn't even look that old. But anyway, it, it doesn't, look it doesn't matter. This either. story mm. occurred in Jericho, which is just across the border from Jordan, yep. right near the Dead Sea, at the bottom of, of, of the escarpment that holds Jerusalem. In fact, when we were in Jordan, in our hotel, we could look across the Je- Dead Sea, we could see Jericho, and we could see Jerusalem. Do you remember that? No, I remember taking you the could photo. See, yep. It was fantastic. You could see Jericho down on the shore, and you yep. could see... It was surreal. It was fantastic. It was surreal. Mm. So here we are at this site, and this is what happened. Hunty, verse 1. Okay, and this, this is, is the story 
of how people come to Jesus. Verse this is the story one. about how that guy in the gang came to Jesus. Uh, Luke chapter 19, my friend, verse got 1. It, you got yep. it. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. Okay, now Zacchaeus is a Jew, and he's a tax collector. One for them, one for me. Not popular. One for the coffers, one for me. Very rich. How do you think he gets rich? Well, they weren't paying real good for tax collectors back then, but he was allowed by the Romans to skim the cream. He was allowed to. He was allowed to. Wow. To skim the cream off the tax. Wow. And he would do it by... Look, he, what he would do is he'd actually rip people off. So if you owe the, the Romans 10 coins, he'd charge you 12. 11, and he'd take 12. two mm. and, and give the 10. So he always paid the Romans what they had to get, but he would skim off the top of it, and he'd wow. do it by being dishonest. Wow. So he's a tax collector, he's a Jew, he's rich, he's an outcast. Mm. This guy ain't got a lot of friends in, in, I was gonna say mm. in Jerusalem, in Jericho. He's not. He's unpopular. So what happened? Well, he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore or a fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. Okay. Um, so he tries to see Jesus. Yep. He's on the outer. He's not on the in. And he's short. He's short, so he's got a lot of things going. Can't see over the crowd. Can't see over the crowd. In fact, the crowd is getting in the way of him Finding Jesus. Mm. And when you're trying to find Jesus, this is something I've found over 32 years, Hunty. Every single person I've seen come to Jesus, the crowd gets in the way. Mm. There's never a time, I can't think of a single instant in the many people I've watched come to Jesus where the crowd doesn't get in the way. But when the crowd gets in the way, you can't let it stop you. And this guy, you read this guy's full story. The crowd, his gang, gets in the way. They don't want him to come to Jesus. They threaten him if he'd come to Jesus. He went anyway. And you've got to be like that. If you're interested in Jesus, if you're feeling the call, and the crowd's getting in the way, you've got to somehow work your way through it. What does this guy do? He runs through the crowd, climbs up a sycamore tree. You saw the sycamore tree. Can you describe it, Hunter? You can't remember it. Was it. A, yeah, I remember it very, very clearly. Yeah, I do too. It was a big tree with bountiful branches and leaves. Yep. It was a beautiful nice tree right tree. in the middle of the town, in the town square almost. Easy to easy to climb. Mm-hmm. And so this little short dude mm. climbs up this tree, mm-hmm, goes mm-hmm. out on the branch, mm-hmm. guess what? Well, verse 5. Well, not yet. No. Now he can see Jesus. Yes. And here's the point. We need to climb a sycamore tree if the crowd's getting in the way. I'm talking figuratively. Mm, mm, mm. But we need to, if you feel the call of Jesus, if you want to see Jesus, if the crowd, if even your family hunting, sometimes your spouse gets in the way. I've seen that. We'll get in the way of you seeing Jesus. You need to climb a sycamore tree. You know what I mean by that, hunting? I do. I what, do. what am I saying, symbolically? Clear the things out of the way that's blocking you and Jesus. Yep. Mm. You've got to climb a sycamore tree, clear everything out of the way, mm. get to Jesus. Like the song said, I've got to get to Jesus. Zacchaeus had to get to Jesus. So he climbs a sycamore tree. What happens? Yeah, verse 5. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. That's pretty cool. Zacchaeus, he said, come, quick, down. I must be a guest in your home today. I like that. How do you know him by name? Well, I guess he's Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you just answered, yeah. Have you ever thought of the fact that probably... Jesus went to Jericho for Zacchaeus. Yeah. Wouldn't that freak Zacchaeus so, out? How does he know my name? So Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus thinks he's getting to Jesus. He pushes through the crowd. Yeah. He climbs a tree. Oh, I'll get to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus goes under the tree. If he wasn't Jesus, he wouldn't have even known he was there. He was surrounded by a huge crowd. Yep. He looks up into the tree and he says, Zacchaeus. 
Yeah. And if, you, if you've got to get to Jesus and you climb the sycamore tree, here's a guarantee I'll give you today, hunty. Jesus will see you and he will call you by name. Mm. Mm. Love it. If you're making the effort, he'll see you and he'll call you by name. Mm. You know what? Last week, that program we put out on radio from Islam to Christ... I've got a lot of people, good people in Islam, getting back to me. I don't know whether you followed the conversations on um, Aussie Pastor Hunty. And some of them were uh, sceptical about this Jesus, that he was God, and that he even existed, or if he did, he was beneath the prophet Muhammad. And what did they say? Peace be unto him. Um, I gave them one challenge. And I said this, ask Jesus to show himself to you. And that's a simple challenge for our listeners today. You don't believe Jesus existed, but you feel a need for him. You're prepared to move through the crowd a bit and get on your sycamore tree, but you're still not sure. You call on Jesus by name. And he'll come to you, and he'll look up into your tree, and he'll call you by name. Mm. Where did he say he would go? With Zacchaeus? Well, can I just butt in before verse 6? I just yep. looked at that post from Islam to Christ. Yep. Did you know it's had 110,000 people look at it? Yeah, yeah, I did. I last yeah. checked it had 4,000. Yeah, you wow. haven't checked for a while, have I you, haven't. bro? Anyway, <laughs> verse 6. No, no, not verse 6. Um, verse 5 first. Where does Zacchaeus, where did Jesus say we're going? Well, I'm coming to your house for dinner. Yeah. He didn't say... Guest in your Z- home, sorry. Yeah, he didn't say, Zacchaeus, you come to my house. He said, no, I'm going to your I'm house. I'm going to your house. I want to be a guest in your home today. And you call on Jesus. You get up. Yeah. Your, you, you get through the crowd. You climb up onto the sycamore tree. You call on Jesus. I'm guaranteeing you he'll go to your house too, hunty. Mm. He'll come home to your heart. He'll come to talk to you. Okay, verse 6. Wait, one more thing. It's got 4,500 likes clicked on it. Oh, you're still and going? And 20 shares. I said that at the beginning of the program. Four and a half thousand likes. Yeah. That, that's, that testimony is really having an impact. Hunty doesn't listen to me. No. <laughs> All right, verse six. Hey, hey, at least you admit it. <laughs> okay. I, I normally have the excuse that I'm pushing a button or checking oh, okay. a, a song or something, but today, no. I, I must have had a blonde moment. <laughs> All right, verse six. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He had gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. I like that about Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't care what the crowd thinks. Love it. And you might be the most unpopular person listening to this. You could have committed a crime. You've got no friends. I like to say this, hunty. Mm. Maybe you've been cast out of your church. Maybe you've never been to church. Maybe your family's put you away. You're completely alone. No one wants anything to do with you. You go to Jesus, he won't be ashamed of you. Mm. And he'll publicly walk with you. And he'll claim you as his own and he'll go to your house and he doesn't care what the crowd says. I like that about Jesus, auntie. Mm. I like that a whole lot. Mm. Now, this is where the change comes. So Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house. Jesus comes to us. Jesus gets in our heart, gets in our mind. This is wonderful. When Jesus comes to you, Jesus came to that dude who was in the gang got into his heart and into his mind. This is what changed him. Are you with me, Hunty? Mm. Jesus came. That's what changed him. You yep. want to change? Yep. Let Jesus come into your heart. Let Jesus come to your house. You'll change. Okay, Hunty, what yeah, happened? verse 8. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. I mean, that guy's going broke. He is. 
Four yeah. times as much. <laughs> he, he's given him. He's given half of his wealth away. Four times as much. That's uh, so. If you got two dollars, what are you going to get back? Eight. Two, four, six, eight, or ten. Four times. No. Two times four is eight. So if you got two dollars, and I'm going to give you four times the two dollars that you got. Eight. eight. So you'd end up with ten. No. So if, he's, if the tax was ten dollars and, and he charged him twelve, yep. he skimmed off two. He's going to repay eight. It's good, isn't it? Mm. That's good interest in anybody's book. Mm, mm, mm. What caused him to do that? Jesus, Jesus. came to his house. Mm. That's that's the secret to just about everything. People say, "Well, how do I overcome this sin, or how do I do that, or how do I get to there?" I've got a simple answer for people. You want to have change in your life? Just spend more time with Jesus. How do you spend time with Jesus, Auntie? Bible study, um, Bible study, yeah. Prayer, yeah. Church. Church, midweek Bible study. If you can find one online, fellowship, yeah. Mm. Anything where Jesus is, get into it, and you're going to find just by being with Jesus, your life's going to start to change. Mm. Zacchaeus with his Jesus, and 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 the change was huge. The change of of the guy in our story was huge, from gangs to Christ to a pastor to a ministry. How? Mm. Well, he started to spend, instead of spending time with the gangs and all the criminality, he started to spend time with Jesus and all his loveliness. He changes. There are a lot of people out there in Australia today who are atheists or agnostics. They might believe in God, but they don't believe that he's around. He's like a, a clockmaker, sets the clock and then leaves. No. Mm. The proof that God exists, the greatest proof that God exists is the change that comes to your life when Jesus comes to your house. And you'll experience it for yourself. So if you want to change, if you're stuck in habits and sins you can't get out of, hang with Jesus. Get into your Bible morning and night. Get into prayer. Invite Jesus into your house. Go to church. Get into Bible study groups. Anywhere where Jesus is, you hang around and you will change too. It's just by being with Jesus, people mm. change. Yep. So what did Jesus do to finish the story up, Hunter? Yeah, verse 9, Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. So... You want to change? Hang with Jesus. Be around Jesus. You'll change and your life will never be the same. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. This hey, is before you move on, this is, this is the first time ever in the nearly two years we've been doing this program, we're one minute ahead of schedule. So you want to... Yeah, just do a jammer for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> this song from David Phelps. David Phelps would be... He's a tenor. He'd be one of the better tenors running around in Christianity today. He's been singing for 20, 30 years. I think he'd be about your age, Hunty. 65, 70? No. Wait, hang on a minute. I'm in trouble here. Oh, what have you done? Yes. No? No. You're not doing David Phelps? I think I have the same song, but I think I'm a different singer. Oh, okay, let's put it on anyway. Okay, good. It, but the song is entitled, You Are My All in All. Yep. You are the treasure that I seek 
Guess what? What's that? <laughs> I'm finally on. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that was David Phelps. Yes, very good. Back by um, Gaither Singers, but it was David Phelps. Yes, and he is a fan. I panicked for no reason. It was it was fun. I'm, I was enjoying it. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, a special guest coming back to visit us today. We Hensley Gungadu, are you there, Hensley? Hey, hello. What a beautiful piece of music, Hunty uh, yes, and Lloyd. It is. Yeah, it yes, is. Yes. Archibald he, and Canon D, yeah? Yep. Yep. And yes, that's how it started, yeah. indeed. He he sings it really beautifully, too. He's got this 
uh, rich uh, tenor voice, but I think he moves right up the scale and right down. I think this guy can sing from bass through to what's the highest? Yeah, he's got a big range. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He has. Yeah. How are you going, Hensley? Hey, good, good. Thank you. Um, good ha- afternoon. Good afternoon to your your listeners too. Yeah, good. Thank you. Ha- have you now? You're now for our listeners who don't know because we haven't had Hensley on for a while. He is a lecturer, a Professor, theologian at Avondale University. Uh, he teaches theology students, that's uh, young people generally, but some oldies, um, right through to master's level. Is that right, or to doctorate? Where, how, how far do you teach through, Hensley? So we, we teach the master's level. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so we, I'm here at Avondale University, and if you don't mind me doing some shameless promotion, we have some really good initiative for next year. For example, if you're a first-year student, and that might interest you, Lloyd and Hunty, uh, dorms are free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, I didn't know that dorms are free. We had so the... Um, the fr- we had the vice chancellor on from Avondale University just the other day, and he he told us that that the dorms are free. What is it for the first year or two? So yeah, for your, your first yeah, if you're a first year student, first time at Avondale, they would like you to experience what it is like to be on campus, life on campus. Oh. And as you know, yeah, sorry. Oh no, go on, go on. No, as you know, we were voted number one in student. Um, Life mm. for all of our, our Australian universities, and they just want students to come and enjoy and appreciate and experience that. You know why you're voted number one? Because okay. for a hundred years or more that Avondale University has been around, to go mm-hmm. to that place, I am, um, is it they called an alumni? Alumni. Yep, I got my degree there. Uh, did you yes, get yours yes, yes. there, Hensley? No, 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 I'm not, I didn't get my degree there, but I'm doing my doctorate for Avondale. Through Avondale? Yes, yes. Well, I went there as an indoor student, and I had the best yes. time of my life. And the best, yeah, yeah, yeah. the best friends I've ever got come from yes. Avondale. And um, I think your daughter is now at Avondale. Yep. Both my daughters went through Avondale. The first one, um, she was a nurse. And she's gone. Mm-hmm. The second one is she's just become an RA, a residence assistant, which is like a dean yes. in the dorms, and she's about to go into her mm. third year of teaching, and she loves it. Yes. Yeah. She, she, she's amazing. She looks after hospitality for us. Yes. And she, she's got a heart of gold. Oh, well, she takes after her dad. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Actually, I think there's a fair the bit of a mum. fall far from the tree, yeah? <laughs> She'd hate me saying this on radio, but last night she was coming back. The reason, and for our listeners just to know, we never gave Hensley any warning today because we had... Uh, we didn't. Harold was coming and that fell through. And, mm. I, I, and the reason I knew you might be available today because you haven't been available for a while because of classes and teaching, etc., is Danae came through with her boyfriend last night, who's also an Avondale student, and uh, they told from me Victoria. that... Yeah, from Victoria. <laughs> you know about that. Let's put a finger on it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably knew about this before me, Hensley. There you go. <laughs> and um, they said classes are just generally pretty much over. So when this fell through, yes, I thought, yes. well, we'll try and get... Um, Hensley. Hensley yeah. and see whether he can come on board. Because I want to talk to you today about the Sabbath. 
wonderful. Yeah, and, and I kind of wanted to bring it back down to ground, make it as practical mm-hmm. as possible, um, because I think sometimes mm-hmm. um, we can... We don't lose the Sabbath and the theology of it because the theology of it's fantastic. But yeah, sometimes yeah, I think yeah. we need to talk about it, you know, in a practical way. What does it mean to Hensley Gungadoo to be a Sabbath keeper? So I want to start off just by asking you, were you brought up a Sabbath keeper? Well, I brought up. I was brought up in a family that kept the Sabbath. Uh, so mum and dad uh, brought me to uh, church every Saturday uh, but uh, there came a time when I had to decide for myself whether I would continue keeping the Sabbath and making it part of my life. Mm-hmm. And what did you choose? Uh, yeah, and so around about the age of 19 when I was at uni, uh, and you know, you, you're frantically trying to get your assignments done, yep. getting things done, working, studying at the same time. And that's when the Sabbath became relevant to me, and, and I loved it, and I love it. I've been loving it since, you know. So, would it be fair to say all your life you've been a Sabbath keeper? Yes. And when yes. I when I use a word for our listeners, Sabbath keeper, I mean this is someone who observes the seventh day Sabbath as holy. And we'll look at this in a bit in a moment. You know, that's not my story. I left it. I left the Sabbath, Jesus, at thirteen years of age, and never came back until late in my twenties. Mm. Um, and so I got a special, I got a, uh, I have a, a special appreciation of it now, you know, because yep, I've lived yep, without yep, yep. it and now I know what it's like to live with it. Hey, um, how long have you been in Australia, Hensley? So I've been in Australia since 2004, so that uh, would be like 18 years. Would you call yourself an Aussie? Oh, you know, the World Cup is on and I went to get my World <laughs> Cup here. Aussie, 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 Aussie. Are you seriously? My accent betrays are you seriously ch- cheering for Australia in the World Cup? Yes. What if Mar- what if Mauritius was in there? <laughs> what? I don't know. There might be some Mauritian listeners, but Mauritius never uh, make it to any World Cup. They're in a pretty they're in a pretty tough group, though, aren't they? So you you know yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so we had a very we were the group of death. You know we couldn't come yeah, out of that. Yeah yeah. Well, look, I don't think Australia's going to go too far. Um, we're just happy. Oh, I, think, I think they have a, I think we have a chance for the second round. I mean, France would be hard, mm. but you know uh, Denmark and yeah. So we, I think we've got a chance for the second round. Well, I appreciate your positiveness, and uh, let's hope so, because I'd like to see that. Um, so you're an Aussie. You are an Aussie. Yes. How would yeah, you yep, describe yep. the Sabbath to an Aussie non-believer, someone never heard of it? Just briefly, how would you describe the Sabbath? And so they say, what's this Sabbath about? You know, you said we don't want to talk about the theology of the Sabbath. It's big words. But let's go back to the beginning. Huh? Mm-hmm. God creates. And then the last creation is um, the creation of men and women. Mm-hmm. He marries them and then allows them to enter into the Sabbath. So this is my question. What was the honeymoon gift that God gave Adam and Eve? Well, if you look at the Bible, the Sabbath. Yes, the Sabbath. He, so make, he, 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 he makes them, and then he gives yes. them the Sabbath. Yes, so that's their honeymoon gift. Yep. Would you agree with me that in its purest form, intimacy is also part of that? Yeah. So, so in its purest, most beautiful, God 
you know, a thing. And God gives them, uh, you know, the gift of the Sabbath, the gift of marriage, the gift of life, the gift of intimacy. Mm. So if I have to describe that to any Aussie bloke, I said, think of your most beautiful memory. Mm. And that's what the Sabbath is. It, 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 I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's about the intimacy between mm-hmm. humans Man, and God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Sabbath, spending, man and wife. Also. Yeah, yeah. It is a very, yeah. it is a very intimate time with God and people. Um, mm-hmm. And if you spend the Sabbath with your husband and wife, uh, very special. Very, very special. Very special. Does the Bible advance mm-hmm. the Sabbath? Does the Bible advance the Sabbath? Yeah. Yeah. The Bible in the Old and the New Testament encourages the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um. Jesus kept the Sabbath, the disciples kept the Sabbath, and and there is my favorite verse in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10, it says, there is a Sabbath rest for all children of God. Yep. So, yeah, everyone that wants to be a child of God, God wants them to have a time of rest, of fellowship, of fellowship with Him, of intimacy. You know, God wants all of that. But you know that rest you're talking about. Rest. Does that mean Sabbath is about a sleep? Does it mean getting you know, on, getting my, onto your bed and having a snooze? I, or? I, ha- I have my best sleep on Sabbath. <laughs> you know, Friday night I sleep like you know, you know, like a log. I have my best sleep on. But 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 it's not just rest for me. It is also being able to. Um, meet other people. Mm. It's be able to be at a lunch table and have a good lunch with people. It's being able to spend time worshiping God. Mm. Uh, I go to church. I mean, I go to the church that your daughter goes to. Yep. So it's a, being able to, uh, and, and to to sing praises to Him, to listen to Him speak to us through the Word of God. During COVID, I was able to go to your uh, programs at, mm. at New New Life. Mm. And so that was that was special, you know. Mm. I was able to go online there. Mm. So yeah, so yeah, so it's 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 an all rounded thing, all rounded for, for for everything that we can do. Is connection it, with human beings, connection with God, connection, you know, re- catching up on sleep, you know. Yeah. If you go into the Sabbath and you're wrung out from the week, you're stressed, um, you're highly anxious, you could be afraid, and you go into the Sabbath and you choose to spend that Sabbath with Jesus. Are you going to yes. come out of it better than you went into it? 100%. I mean, rest is good for everybody. So are you saying that being with Jesus, just being with Jesus is rest, that it's more than just sleep? Being with Jesus is is is, a, is the most amazing thing. I'll tell you a, 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 a story, and, and that's not related to the Sabbath. I went yep. to... I mean, I mean, men like us, we have to go to to see the doctor quite often, eh? Hunty has to. So, so he was he was surprised that my blood pressure was so low and everything. And then he commented, uh, "You spend time in prayer. You spend time um, reading a holy book." Yeah, so I read the Bible. I spend time with in prayer, um, and I take a day off to spend with my God with. Friends, family. He says, "No wonder your blood pressure is so low. Yeah. You know, you're not 
going through the hustle and bustle of life every day. Yeah. Do you reckon that there's something supernatural about the Sabbath? So that when you're, when you're spending it with Jesus and with family and with other church people and other Christians, is there mm-hmm. something... Um, how would I almost say, is there, is there some healing going on during that time, do you think? Because I've noticed when I go oh, into yes. the Sabbath, I can be stressed out, I can be anxious, I can be worn out, and I go into the Sabbath and I spend the day with God and with people, and I come out of it, and I can be preaching and teaching Sabbath school lessons and all, all sorts of things, so I can be quite busy, but I come out mm-hmm. of it and I just, it's almost like someone's got inside of me and rebuilt me. Do you, do you experience that sort of thing? 100%. Um, you remember at the beginning, I told you, you know, think about your best memory. Yep. Uh, the, 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 the nicest place, the most relaxing place. I mean, if, if, if the Sabbath is that, you always come out better off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, you wonder how people do life once you've, once you've got, see, to me, the Sabbath is so much more than a religion or a denomination. It's not a Seventh day Adventist thing. It's this yeah, gift, yeah. as you said, from God to mankind. So it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go on, go on. You were going to say something? No, no. Yes. I, I, uh, one day a, a lady asked me about the Sabbath. Okay. Yep. And said, oh, you know, is that. I said, you know what? Uh, don't worry about all sorts of things. Try and experience it. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, don't, don't think about, you know, whether, yeah, just experience it one day. She experienced it one day and she came back the following week. She says, it reminded her of festive time when she was uh, a child. Yeah. So family will gather together, they will eat together, they will talk, there's no pressure of work. She said she, it reminded her of festive times. She was a French lady, so it reminded her of festive time in France. And from that time onwards till today, yep. she still keeps the Sabbath. It's she not, still the, celebrates the Sabbath. I think that's what a lot of people miss. They they look at Adventists yeah. and say who are a Sabbath keeping church. We're not the only Sabbath keeping church, by the way, but we're probably the biggest. And they look at yeah. us and go, "Oh, it's all about the law. It's all about." And, and, and they'll accuse us of that, but it's not at all. It's it's, it's very no. little about the law, and it's all about time with Jesus. I always say it's like, um, uh, you know, being opposed to the Sabbath is like someone being engaged to someone they love and not wanting to spend time with them. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's exactly what I was thinking of, uh, like Sabbath as a date. Yep. You know, like I like, I uh, last, last, last Sunday I spent the day with, with my wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the most enjoyable time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like, yeah, walking around, doing things together, um, yeah, eating, having lunch together. That was wonderful. And so, uh, Sabbath is time spending with God, time spending with Jesus. That is. That is special. Yeah, and and it makes no sense to oppose the Sabbath because what you'd be really opposing is spending time with Jesus. And I think one of the things the Christian church has lost when it lost the Mm. Sabbath is it's lost Mm -hmm. that intimacy with Jesus because now uh, most uh, Sunday-worshipping Christians, who are our brothers and sisters, by the way, Sunday is just about going to church and then off you go and do whatever. But the Sabbath is not like that, is it? That's an entire. It's not like that. That's an entire day with uh, this twenty-four hour period with Jesus Christ. Yes, remember what what Jesus said. Jesus said the Sabbath was made for humans. Yep. And not humans 
for the Sabbath. That's right. And Tuesday, okay, the Sabbath was made for a group of people that we will call the Jews or the Seventh-day Adventists, yep. you know? Yep. No, no, no. It says it's, it's made for mankind. It, it, it's there for everyone. Uh, it's not dependent on, on creed, color, you know, age or whatever. It's, it's for everyone. Everyone yeah. to enjoy and appreciate. Actually, um, do you think it's it could be one of the reasons the Sabbath has gone out of flavor in Christianity, and especially Protestant Christianity, which we belong to, because the devil doesn't like it, and he tries to rip it away from us. Well, the devil doesn't like anything good that God gives us, yeah. and he tries to pervert everything good that God gives us. Mm. Especially if, a, if that, that good thing is a gift of time with him, with Jesus. Oh, it's a gift. It's a gift of time with him. Like, like, like you know, uh, what, what better time? You know, like a time of fellowship, a time, a time of intimacy, a time of togetherness. I mean, come on, you know, like, what, what's better time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, when you think of the Sabbath, and you've been a Sabbath keeper all your life, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but uh, you're a bit behind me. We're the same age, Lloyd, we're the same <laughs> age. Aren't you behind me a bit? Am I? Oh, I'm, uh, you made my day. That's good. Good stuff, you know. No, I'm 59, bro. I don't oh, mind saying okay. that. Yeah, no, you're behind I'm me. 50, I'm 52. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're just a babe in the woods. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but it's good to feel young again. <laughs> you're a you've been a Sabbath keeper longer than me. Um, um, what are the sort of things? you choose to do and what are the sort of things you don't choose to do on the Sabbath and how do you decide what sort of activities you're going to do? I'm interested in that one with you. Yeah. Well, I, for me, on the Sabbath, I, I choose to spend time with God. Yep. And so I, I will go to church yep. on Saturdays. Uh, I will spend time with family. Yep. So... Friday night, my wife and I, we sit down, we have a chat. Mm. I also uh, phone my parents mm. on Friday night. Mm. Beautiful. I make that intentional to phone them and talk to them on Friday night. Mm. And I, uh, you know, I think I said I, I, I go to church. And then we always have a nice, beautiful lunch on Saturday. Mm. And I've, I think I've invited you a couple of times mm. to my lunch table mm. to come and, and just experience uh, the, the, mm. the, 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 that, that, that lunch table, the laughter, mm. the good food, um, you know, uh, the time with people of all ages. We have our young people uh, there. We have all the people with us. It's just a time of, of refreshing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's a it's a it's a time of family. So as I hear you saying it there, the way you decide what to do and what not to do, if it's about God and family and friends, you'll do it. If it's not about that, then you probably would choose not to. Is that how you work it out? Well, uh, yes, that's how I work it out. I don't work. Yep. I don't. You know. Shop. Yep. Is that, is that because that would that be the shopping thing? Is that just because it kind of gets in the way of your pure experience with Christ, and you you start to think about shops and what you're going to buy rather than time with Christ and in His fellowship with Him? Is that is that the reason there? But, but, no, but think about it. We 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 live in a world where uh, we consume. Yeah. We, we live in a consuming world where consumerism is, is a big thing. To just put that aside for 24 hours is in itself 
healing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Very healing. Because, okay, yeah, very healing. I'm not going to be part of a, a world that, you know, asks me to consume and the kind of thing. The, the, the old thing, you know, you buy things with money that you don't have to impress people that don't like you. You yeah. know, you say, okay, well, you know, we don't do that for 24 hours. Yeah. It's a time of real healing. It's, it's even a t- good time for me to give social media a bit of a break, to tell you the truth. You know, I tell you, big time, you know? Yeah. You can just get away from the hustle and the bustle of it all. Yeah. Spend time. Except with- when we go on Facebook to watch new, new hosts. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> Look, we've run out of time here and I want to keep talking about the Sabbath. Are you around next week or pr- probably not? No, no, no. I'm, I'm around next week. I'm at a conference, but I can make time to, for good. you and your listeners. Always a pleasure for, for me to do that. I'd like but to, the I'd like, you, yeah, sorry. Go, no, go on, go on. I'll, I'll ask you in a minute. No, but I just wanted to tell your, 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 your audience, you know, like in, in, in two, uh, uh, Tuesdays, I, I will actually be on the island of Mauritius with my parents. But oh, next week I'm out. Nice. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be interested yeah, yeah. to talk to you after you come back from Mauritius. We must make sure. sure. But if we can, let's talk next Tuesday because I want to just talk to you a bit more about the Sabbath. I want to talk about how the church lost the Sabbath um, yes, yes. Uh, and a little bit about the history of the Sabbath. So you, you would you be happy to come back? Sure, I'll be happy to, to come back. Fantastic, Thank Hansley. You, Thank you for coming on today, yep. and we look forward to seeing you Thank again. You. God Thank bless you. Thank you, Thank you, Hunty. See you next time. Bye bye. See you. Bye to the. You're to listening the- to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. I always enjoy talking about the Sabbath. I am a died in the wool, full on, huge supporter, cheering from the sidelines and from the middle of it. Sabbath yep. proponent. I yep. really am, mate. Yep. And the more this world slides into chaos and anarchy and darkness, the more I'm advancing and cheering and encouraging the Sabbath. Did you know that National Geographic did a, a little look for the world's longest living populations and they found a little blue zone in a little place in America called Loma Linda. And one of the major factors alongside good health and vegetarianism was the Sabbath. Yeah. Apparently one day a week rest is extremely good for you. You know what? When I left the Lord and I went far away, yep. the thing that brought me back was the Sabbath. Really? Yeah, because I come from a Sabbath-keeping family and I am so ultra-mega-blessed to serve this superstar God and to have his presence on the Sabbath. It is fantastic. You know how yeah. we... I've talked about this before, but you know how we'd open the Sabbath on a Friday night? We'll talk about this when the Sabbath starts and when it doesn't, etc. next week. But yep. it's, it starts on Friday night. It does. At sunset. sunset. You, you know how yep. we, we would open it in my family? Exactly. I don't know whether you guys were the same. My mum, before Sabbath, would cook up this tremendous meal. And she can cook. Yep. Gluten steaks. Oh. <laughs> mashed potatoes. So a good old Aussie meal. Yep. Um, and she'd have it ready to go. And then we'd meet to open the Sabbath in worship, mate. My dad's on the saxophone. Yep. My auntie's on the piano. My grandmother's on the violin. She was a concert Melbourne Symphony wow. violinist. That's my top. grandmother. Mm. Um, and we are singing. And we are opening the Bible, and my dad is telling stories, and we're worshipping, and we're bringing in the Sabbath, and then we eat this meal. 
after worship that mum had prepared before Sabbath. You don't think we enjoyed Sabbath? <laughs> On a Sabbath, we'd go to church. We'd go to this thing called Sabbath school, which is like Sunday school, and then we'd go to church. After church, often we'd have an afternoon program for the youth in the church. But if there wasn't, you know what mum and dad would do with us? I do know. Hmm. Down Take the beach. Down to the, well, I was thinking the river. No, the beach. The beach. Hmm. We'd go to the river for lunch, but we'd go down the beach, the rock pools. Yep. And we'd be rummaging around there, and we'd be looking at God's creation. My dad is teaching me, because that's what Sabbath is about. Part of it is about is remember God the creator. Yep. The reason we've got a world full of atheists is we've lost the Sabbath. And it's not a Seventh-day Adventist thing. It's a mankind, it's a humankind thing. And it's so powerful, and it's so beautiful, and it brings such healing. Well, we better get into a song. We better. We're going to run out of big time. Uh, we're on. We're right on schedule today. It's nice. Ah, uh, we yeah. castles in the sand by the Booth Brothers. This is a gentle song yep. talking about how much better it is to follow Jesus and to follow Jesus now. Like a child by the seashore. Building castles in the sand Foolish dreams I have dreamed Day by day Even God I'll complete thee Till the day my castles grand Fell apart in the tide and swept away in each life storms will gather rains descend and wild winds blow wise the man who in God is anchored fast Absolutely. Time for the Aussie pastor, Auntie. But before we do, you want to share some news. I do. I do. Um, firstly, if you would like to send in your questions, and you probably missed out today, but going forward, you can text them to us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight five one, or you can email them to us at our new email address, theaussiepastor at gmail dot com. Now, the first question I've got for you today, 
Lloyd. I'm glad you actually gave me a heads up on this one, actually. He's, yeah, well, only just, um, only just found it. He gave, Apparently, me, he gave me a heads up of a minute and a half, but I appreciated it. Apparently, um, we've had some problem with our email. One of our, one of our greatest listeners, very faithful guy, Dave, his questions have been going to our junk mail. <laughs> So I've hauled I've hauled him out of out of spam, and he sent us a question. Let me see how far back it was. Quite a few days now, and it's about. Well, if it's only days, that's not too bad. I was thinking you're going to say months. <laughs> All right. So, um, did the Saints from the grave, when the veil tore from top to bottom at Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, uh, and go to heaven, the same as Enoch, Elijah, Moses, and Abraham? Okay, well, in the 30 seconds Hunty gave me, I looked this up. I am familiar with it. Matthew 27, 51 to 53 says this, and it's talking about Jesus' death on the cross. He's up on the cross and he's just cried out, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabakathani. Do you know what that means, Hunty? Um, my God, yeah, my, my God, God, why yeah, have you forsaken me? And he yeah, dies. Yeah. Well, as that happens, the Bible says this, and this is a little passage of scripture a lot of people miss. Let me read it straight. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This is as Jesus dies. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split and the graves were opened. Mm. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. You've got a resurrection here. Mm. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So what happens is Jesus dies and there's a resurrection of all these people who have died in the past. They are resurrected. They go into Jerusalem and they say Jesus has died and now Jesus has risen. Amazing, really. Mm. So this is this is actually happening in Matthew twenty seven as Jesus is resurrected, and they're resurrected. I think I got that right. I'm gonna, I'd like to go to the passage of scripture. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not? Have I yep. got time? Yeah, you do. Yeah, because I want to make sure I get this right. So let's go to Matthew chapter twenty seven. I'm in my Bible on my computer, Hunty, using your <laughs> using your your internet. <laughs> yeah. But you're getting this radio show out. Let's have a look at verse fifty one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's definitely. Then Jesus shouted again and released his spirit, so he dies. And in verse 51, at that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many. So that's what they do. So Jesus dies, there's this resurrection, they go into the holy city. The Bible doesn't even tell us what they were telling the people when they went into Jerusalem. But it must have had an impact to have all these dead people from old walking Mm. around in Jerusalem. Where did they go? What did they say? We're not sure. I think they would have been talking about Jesus and his death and his resurrection, confirming that this had happened. This is miraculous, supernatural, incredible stuff. Where did they go after that? We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. We can only guess. I guess they went back to Jesus with Jesus to heaven at his ascension, but we just don't know. So that's as far as I can go with that question, Hunty. Okay. And, well, and, and you know what? It's a well mistake. Done, Dave. It's a mistake to step outside of what the Bible says on these things. Always. Agreed. We just know that they are resurrected. Yeah. They went into Jerusalem as a witness. We're imagining that that's, we're guessing that that's to the cross. But we don't absolutely know because the Bible doesn't open up any more about it. So if it doesn't open up any more about it, it's like you go down a dead road, there's mm. nowhere else to go. Yep. You can just guess, but that's it. Mm. Alrighty, let's go. Next question as I stare at a wall of red lights. Oh, welcome back. If you've just uh, 
picked us back up. Don't know what happened there. But next question. So I do we just do we go offline there? I reckon we might have gone off for a few seconds. Oh dear, I know. Well, now, Hunty, yes. are we doing something about that? No. Don't we have a battery or something? Yeah, oh, we, didn't, not- we didn't lose power. We lost the internet. Oh. Yeah. If you're hearing this as a repeat, this will be removed. Mm. <laughs> anyway, next question. I hear Christians say that God puts governments into power. Is that true? The Bible does say that. Uh, it's a vexing question, isn't it, that one? Mm. Um, I've heard Christians say that. Mm. I, I God can do whatever he likes, right? Yeah, there's been plenty of bad governments that I wouldn't want to put onto God's head. Yeah, true. Oh, there's some pretty bad ones. Putin's government in Russia is a pretty bad one. Mm. I mean, he's killing thousands. Mm. Did God put him into power? <laughs> ah, look, God allows things. That's how I'd like to see mm, it rather same. than... God, there are a lot of things that happen on this earth that God is not directly behind. He steps in, he intervenes, he protects his people, but I don't think you can say God's responsible for every government that goes into power. I think the 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 areas of scripture and the passages they're using are more God saying, hey, respect the government, obey the laws, except when they transcend my laws. Mm. So he's saying respect the yep. government, obey the laws, pay your taxes, be honest, be a good citizen. This next question, I could easily have submitted this because this has been on my head since I was since I was a child. Why doesn't God reveal himself more to a sceptical world? Because they're not listening. He does. They are not listening. But he does in Papua New Guinea. I mean, that, that Cadillac that showed up... does in Australia. That Cadillac that showed up to your, your big uh, seminar. Look, that wasn't God, that was the devil. Um, God showed his power over the devil yeah, there. He did, but mm. walk outside tonight when we're finished, and yeah. it'll be dark, and look yeah. up into the sky, and you'll see a revelation of God. Drive out to the farm, which we often do, my farm. Mm-hmm. Through the bush and through the beautiful countryside, you see a revelation of God. Go home to your family, have a look at your kids, you see a revelation of the goodness of God. Open your Bible. God will talk to you in the Bible. You know that, aren't he? He talks to you in thunderous, thunderous tones in the Bible. Look, they put my rent up $100 oh, no. a week. Mm. I can't afford that, man. No. My wages have not gone up like that at all. Not $100 all. in the last 10 years. My wages have not <laughs> kept up in the last 10 years with inflation. I'm mm. going backwards at a rate of not like most of our listeners. Mm. I didn't know whether I could stay in this house or not. In my Bible study and my prayer, I went to God. He said, sign up for another 12 months. Really? I signed up. God is revealing his will to his people all the time. The reason people don't hear God is because they're not in his presence, their ears aren't open, their eyes aren't open, they're blind and they're deaf. But if you want to hear God, start looking up into the skies. But have a look at what it wait there, have mm. a look at what he's created, and then go home and open your Bible because in your Bible he'll speak to you as powerfully as he spoke to any of the worthies of the great heroes of the Bible, Old and New Testament. Just as powerfully, just as clearly, and just as much. God is not, has not gone silent. He's only gone silent to those who are blind and deaf. And if you want to hear God, get into the Bible. Mm. Get into his presence. He'll come to you, he'll come to you quick and you'll hear him. So, so I don't agree uh, that, that he doesn't reveal himself. 
It's just that the sceptical world don't see, don't hear. Yeah, refuse to see. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I think Romans 1. Have I got time to go yes, to Romans? Yes, you do. Romans 1 talks about that, I think. I'm just going off. Now, I might like, likely get there, Hunty, and say, no, it doesn't. Um, let me just have a look here. Were you going to say something while I'm looking, Hunty? I was, but I, I think better of it now. Looking, looking at the clock, we don't actually have that much time left. Um, look at this, mm. verse 18. But God shows his displeasure from heaven against a sinful, sceptical, there you go, wicked world, who suppresses his voice by their wickedness. Hear that? They know the truth about God because he's made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. You hear that? That's the Bible. Mm, mm. He is everywhere. You can see him if you want to. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. Mm. All right, 45 seconds. Let me pick a last question for today. Should believers in Christ marry non-believers? We've had that, that question we a couple of times. We have. It's a good question, eh? my, my answer to that is no. Mm. <laughs> How can you give me 45 seconds for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> can we go back there next week? That's we need, a good idea. We need to do that justice. The bottom line is... Uh, when you are getting married, you are joining yourself to someone. If you're a born-again Christian, why would you want to um, go down that road and be with someone who doesn't love the same Jesus you do? I mean, marriage with someone who loves Jesus, as you do, is a beautiful experience. But, you know, a lot of people do, and marriage is still a sacred, holy thing. And the Bible does talk about how the the marriage partner of the believer is sanctified, in other words, blessed by the believer. So nice. It does happen, and, and I, you know, but I would enc- I do encourage my young people to try and find someone through the Holy Spirit who loves Jesus just like they do. I think it, it, it's a recipe for a, a fabulous life. So rather than being a negative, I think it's a positive. Mm, true. All right, well, you've got 30 seconds to introduce our next song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm free. I'm keeping you on the straight and narrow today, am I, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a this, this is a, a Gaither song. Um, I did have the uh, I did have the the, the all the people who are seeing it. Auntie's taken it off my list, so I can't well, share. Well, that no, well hang on, you. no, look, I can pop this straight back up on the screen because he, he's 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 hijacked me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you probably knew exactly who was on this. Gary McSpadden. I know, and he passed away not so long ago, but I'm not sure who else, Hunty. No, I'm, I'm so close to it now. Are you? <laughs> you can't find it. I think you better play it, brother, and we'll we'll clean it. Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, there it there. is. Yes. So who is it? It's Woody Wright, Gary McSpadden, Sherry Easter, Sonia Isaacs, Yeri, Joy Gardner, and Kim Hopper. Could I Hooper. say, before yep. you play this, Hunty, yeah. they are some of the biggest Christian music artists in they are. America. They are. I watched the clip, I even saw Reggie and Lady Loves in there as well. Friends right. of ours. Yep, here we go. For a long time I travelled Down a long, lonely road My heart was so heavy And I sank low Then I heard about Jesus I'm so glad that I found out He 
would bring me out through his saving power. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. We are free, free, free as they come. Hey, thanks for joining us today. It's been a great day. If you're in northwest Sydney this Saturday, come to 
New Hope, my church. Yeah. I'm preaching. Four Samuel Place, Quakers Hill, behind the Eldie. Yeah, I'm preaching on Jesus, the cornerstone. Actually, great subject. There's good music. Lizzie, my wife, is leading the music. Hunty's leading the tech, actually. <laughs> yep. He doesn't do that much anymore, and he's in, and so we'll all be there. We'd love to see you and stay for lunch. Going to be a great Sabbath. What's the address again, Hunty? And the four time Samuel starts? Place, Quakers Hill. That's number four, Samuel Place, behind Quakers Hill. Behind the Eldie, easy to find. Start? Ten o'clock. Okay, thanks for being here. I'm going to say a prayer. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for being here today. Good conversations on the Sabbath. Great Bible study, Lord, on Zacchaeus and a wonderful witness, Lord, of a man who came out of the gangs. And I pray now that you'll be with our listeners, that you'll bless them, that they'll feel your peace, so all the anxiety and the fears will fade away in your presence and that they'll seek you, Jesus, in all your beauty is my prayer. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Well, Hunty, my name's Lloyd Grollin, and I'm the Aussie Pastor. Yeah, my name's Hunty, and I'm the Tech, and we love you. But God loves you so much more. See you next next time. time. Thanks for joining the Aussie Pastor. If you enjoyed today's program and would like to find out more about Jesus, our ministry, or ways to support us, go to findjesus.tv. 